0: Good morning, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it is time for Sunday Morning Alive, right here on our website. We're so glad that you are coming here to receive the Word of God. You know, the Scripture says, Blessed are they that are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, for they shall be filled and and specifically they're going to be filled with what they're hungry for and if you're hungry to be truly right with God and to please him him and to have his favor and his blessing on your life if you're hungry for righteousness you're going to be filled with what you're hungry for and you're going to that means you're going to be hungry for the word of God because the bible said the word of God was given to us amen for rebuke for 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 reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God might be fully furnished unto every good work. Praise God. So people that are truly hungry to be truly right with God will be hungry to be instructed from His Word so that that can occur, so that we can be fully furnished amen given everything we need for every work that god has has purposed for us to accomplish hallelujah now back to our subject today as we get in the word of god the bible said in first peter 2 verse 24 who his own self bow our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed For we were a sheep going astray, but now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your soul. Jesus Christ, our sin bearer and our sickness bearer. I don't believe that you can separate them biblically. I believe that, that God has given us in the blood covenant of Christ, hallelujah, salvation. Through that precious blood of Jesus. And I believe because we can be saved. And come into that covenant relationship. Reconciled to God. That we can we can be healed. When we need healing from the Lord. Now I know we're all going to die of something. I know that, that it's appointed for man once to die. I'm not preaching immortality here. But I am saying along the way. There will be instances where we need to come to God by faith to receive a provision that has been made at the cross for us to call upon him for healing. Well, what I'm trying to say today, I believe that John 3:16 is the word of God and if anyone hears it, heeds it and applies it, you can be saved today. And John 3:16 is very clear among many, many other scriptures. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever would believe on Him would not perish but have eternal life. Hallelujah. I believe James 5.14 is just as valid as John 3.16. It's in the same Bible, inspired by the same Holy Spirit. Eternal as the Word of God is, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Because it says, if there be any sick among you, let them call the elders of the church. Let them anoint them with oil. In the name of the Lord, the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. Oh, and if they've committed any sin, it shall be forgiven them. Praise God. Amen. Listen to me carefully today. I don't believe we can take a scripture and discard it and say, that's not for us. But, oh, Oh, we like this one. This one's for us. We'll embrace that. I believe the whole Word of God is to make us whole spiritually and in every other part of our life. Praise God. I'm here today because someone laid hands on me, anointing me with oil. I would have been dead before I was 10 years of age because I was diagnosed with leukemia when I was 8 years of age. They were treating me for, for uh, anemia Until they discovered through blood tests that I wasn't anemic. I was anemic, but I was anemic because I had leukemia, cancer of the blood. We had no insurance and the doctor made a deal with my parents that when I got into the last stages, of this devastating disease that's killing so many children and adults, that we have poured billions of dollars uh, into to try to find a cure for it, and all of these years and all of the billions of dollars have yet to find a cure for cancer but I want you to know there is a cure for cancer and there was a cure for me and it was James 5 and verse 14 when hands were laid on me and the prayer of faith was offered God raised me up and that's when I was eight and I went back to the doctor and they took me back. The jaundice was gone. It affected my liver. The anemia was gone. <laughs> and the cancer was gone. And you know what? Dr. Paul Menthorne in uh, just off Hillsborough Avenue in Tampa, all those years ago, you know what he wrote down on the medical report? And I wish my mother and dad had saved it, it to validate what I'm saying to you today. But I want you to know Amen. man reason I, you, you say, Pastor, how do I know you're not making this up? Because I was indeed dying. And here I am today getting ready to turn 74. God is still on the throne. Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday, today, and he will be forever. Whatever God was, he is today and he always will be. He hasn't changed, but I'm afraid the church world has drifted away from the supernatural power and from the covenant That We have with him that has to be claimed by faith. It's the prayer of faith that saves the sick. It's not even about healing initially. It's about answered prayer. It's about can we pray for a need and have any kind of biblical basis for expecting an answer. If we can't, we can't ever pray in faith for anything because we have no clue of what God will do. But when we find it in the Word of God and stand upon the Word of God, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now, let's go to Isaiah 53, which many scholars have called the Gospel in the Old Testament. Isaiah chapter 53 and let's read the first six verses together today listen to what it says who hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of the lord revealed for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground he hath no form nor comeliness and when we shall shall see him there is no beauty that we should desire him He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. We hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed or appreciated him not. But surely, and I want you to mark verse 4 because most people, as a proof text, go to verse 5, where the actual word healed is. But listen to verse 4 of Isaiah 53. Surely He hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. There's a star by that prophetic of Christ. And carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem Him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. When did we esteem Him that? When was He doing that? It's when He was hanging on that cross. They all looked at him like surely he did something terribly, terribly wrong to offend God, to be beaten like he was beaten, and to be tortured on the cross like he was tortured. But verse 5 says what was happening. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. And here's what Second Peter said after that. It said, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Now let's go back to verse 4. Here is the proof text for Jesus paying a price so that we could have prayers answered and be healed when we are sick. Listen, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken of smitten of god and afflicted he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows now that word carried our sorrows it means pains and diseases griefs is pains in the hebrew diseases rather and sorrows is pains it's physical healing you say brother venable that's just about the healing for sin's deadly wound stripes for sin's deadly wound no Sin's deadly wound is healed with his stripes. But chapter 4 says he's borne our griefs as well, our diseases in the Hebrew, and carried our sorrows, our pains. Now, this is not my interpretation of Isaiah 53 4. It's Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 and 17. St. Matthew, not St. Robert. Hallelujah. It's not because I'm Pentecostal. It's because I believe the Word of God. You you should drop your title and just believe the Bible after a while. Because someone is looking through a lens of their denominational preference and their traditions and their orthodoxy. Friend of mine, we need to get into the Word of God because faith comes by hearing it and hearing by the Word of God. Let's see how St. Matthew translates this scripture that I just read to you out of Isaiah 53, 4. Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 and 17. It says, When the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and healed some of the sick people. No, no, I'm reading the King James with you right here, right now. Let's don't mess with it. Let's let it stand, hallelujah, and he healed all that were sick. That it may be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet Esaias, or literally Isaiah, saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. He interpreted chapter 4 as healing physically for the body. Did he not? That's what it says in my Bible. That's what it says in your Bible, dear friend. Let me tell you something about God here. Exodus 15 and 26. See what it says about His covenant with His children. It said, If thou wilt hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord our God, and will do what is right in His side, that hunger for righteousness, getting into God's Word and letting it get in us and direct us and change us, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I'll put none of these diseases upon thee which I brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Literally, I am Jehovah Rophi or Rapha in the Hebrew, which simply means your doctor and your physician. You know, when he brought them out of Egypt, according to Psalm 105 in verse 37, it it chronicles how he brought them out. The dogs were not even to bark when they left. <laughs> and it says there was not one feeble person among them. Not one sick, afflicted, or too old to walk. He healed them. Something about the lamb. The blood was on the doorpost. And the death angel passed over. But they it wasn't just that. They actually ate of the lamb. They partook of the lamb. And somehow... They were all able to walk out of there. I saw the first Ten Commandment movie years and years ago and it blew me away. It's still a mighty movie, amen, when that Red Sea parted. But there's one thing that was wrong. It showed them leaving Egypt and this Exodus of people going out of Egypt and they were pulling some on carts and pulling some, carrying some on stretchers, the old, the feeble, and the sick among them. The Bible said when they walked out of Egypt, there was not one feeble person among them Exodus 23 through 25 said and you shall serve the Lord your God and he shall bless thy bread and thy water oh don't we need that today and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee this this is the God that we're dealing with this is not some other God in some other time Psalm 103 says bless the Lord O my soul and all that is within me Bless His holy name, and forget not all His benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, and who healeth all thine diseases. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus taught, and I like to teach what He taught about these things. Jesus taught, amen, that healing was part of a covenant right to the children of Abraham. Let me tell you about you and I today. God has brought us into that covenant and more through the blood of Jesus. Listen to Galatians 3, verse 9 and verse 13, 14 and 29. Listen to it. It says, So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Christ, in verse 13, hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us that the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. And if ye be Christ, in verse 29, you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Praise God. Amen. Listen to this verse of Scripture. If we are Abraham's seed, if in Jesus there's neither Jew nor Greek, If the middle wall of partition has been broken down, amen, then these blessings are ours as well. So listen to what he says in Luke's gospel, chapter uh, 13, begin reading with verse 10. It said, and he was teaching in some of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman that had a spirit of infirmity. We're trying to cure everything there is with our medical knowledge. And thank God for our medical knowledge. I'm not knocking that. I believe it's all God given because he loves mankind. He loves his creation. He gave his son for the sins of the whole world, for you and for me today. But listen, and he was teaching in the synagogue on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity. 18 years. You see, if the church doesn't deal with spiritual realms and spiritual things, we are limited, as limited as anyone who doesn't know Christ and doesn't have a covenant is. We're we're absolutely limited. But if we begin to move in faith toward a supernatural God that has given us His word on certain issues... We're going to see God move like we've never seen God move in the lives and in behalf of His covenant children. Amen. Listen to verse 12. Listen, let me finish that. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself or straighten up. And when Jesus saw her, He called her to Him. And said unto her woman, "Thou art loosed from thine infirmity, and he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Well, they got mad at him in verse fourteen for time's sake, and accused him of healing on the sabbath and he said, If you've got an ox that falls in a ditch, <laughs> you know don't you pull him out on the sabbath, and you're upset." that I heal this woman, you would pull an ox out, but you wouldn't pray a prayer of faith over this woman. And she has a covenant to be healed. Look at verse 16. Well, let's, let's see where he calls them a hypocrite. So it'd be him and not me. Listen, but I'd call them one too, because they are, and they're still around, by the way, the Lord then answered him and said, thou hypocrite, Doth not each of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? And ought not this woman being, listen to it, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound low these eighteen years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day, Glory to God. And when He had said these things, all His adversaries were ashamed. And all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by Him. Ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound all of these years. Hallelujah. She was a covenant person. She had a covenant I'll put none of these diseases on you that I put on Egypt. For I am Jehovah Rophi. I am the Lord, thy physician. Glory be to God. Amen. In Matthew fifteen twenty-one through 28. Deliverance from, from spiritual and a lot of disease has a spiritual base and a spiritual counterpart. And that's why it's so hard to treat so many things. But when the prayer of faith is prayed, in the name of Jesus is brought into play, glory to God. I want you to know that demon powers become powerless. Hallelujah. Amen. See, we, 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 we're trying to stay in the natural when our foes, the real foe is supernatural. We're not arguing against flesh and blood, but powers, principalities, spiritual wickedness, and the rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. Ought not this woman, who, who, what, got sick, got old, and got no? This woman, whom Satan hath bound, lo, these many years, receive healing. That word ought means "o to. It's a shortened form of owe to. Why was she owed a prayer of faith? Why, why does James say, if any sick, let them call the elders? You have a right to have that prayer prayed over you. Why was that done? It was done because we've been brought in. To the covenant that Abraham made with God and a better covenant through the blood of Jesus. We didn't lose something, we gained even more. Amen. But Psalm 103 was very clear, wasn't it? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name and forget not all his benefits. <laughs> Hallelujah. Who forgives all thine iniquities. Yes. The salvation of our soul the forgiveness of our sins is more important because that's eternal and where we spend eternity but that doesn't negate and that doesn't take away the fact that he is there for us today listen i i pray there is a solution medically or otherwise for this situation we're in but i want you to know a solution if you have covid right now there is a solution for you in the word of god right here and right now praise god i can't reach out there and anoint you with oil and i can't lay my hand on you but when you get right down to it it wasn't their hand it was his hand that was laid on their hand when they laid on hands (laughs) amen the prayer of faith shall save the sick And the Lord shall raise them up. And what was the oil symbolic of? The oil was symbolic of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to tell you, the Holy Ghost is right where you are right now. And I want to tell you, if you are a Christian today, you're a daughter of Abraham. You are a son of Abraham. And the blessing of Abraham has come upon you. And in Christ, there's neither Jew nor Greek. Bond nor free. Male nor female. We are one in Jesus Christ. Praise God. And I'm going to tell you, this God who saves is also a God who heals. When the doctor couldn't find a reason for my spontaneous healing, he wrote down on the medical report, (laughs) spontaneous remission, when I was dying of cancer, I would have died I wouldn't have had my family. I wouldn't have preached all of these years the gospel, baptized all of these believers. You wouldn't be hearing this message right now unless Jesus Christ, and in the name of Jesus Christ, hands were laid on me. And God responded by raising me up in His name. Hallelujah. The Lord raised me up. And that same Lord is Lord today. Lord over this disease and Lord over our circumstances. We have a covenant to claim. We need to claim it today. Because God wanted us to have it. And Jesus paid the price so that we could St. Matthew said he was healing the sick in fulfillment of an ancient prophecy. Hallelujah. Surely, he bore our diseases and pains, our sicknesses and diseases. Isaiah 53, 4, that it might be fulfilled by the prophet Isaiah. Glory to God. I'm glad this Jesus is the Jesus that we're dealing with today. This God is is the God that we're dealing with here today, Amen? Is everyone healed? I, I I can't answer that question, but I can tell you there is there is there is a valid reason to claim the Word of God today, because if James said if there's any sick among you, let them call, it must have been known in the first generation of Christians, that healing was made available through what jesus accomplished at the cross namely reconciling us to god to where god becomes not just the force in the heavens amen it's not the force be with you dear friend it's the father is with you and if the bible said that that if we being evil know how to give good things to our kids we're intrinsically of the flesh and of the fall and if we still even before coming to christ know how to give good things to our children how much more will the heavenly father give good things to them that ask him so I'm going to pray the prayer of faith for you today. The Holy Spirit's where you are. I don't have to physically touch you or pour oil on my finger and touch it on your head. I would if we were in church in, in, in obedience to the word of God. You have the right to ask for healing. And the elders have the responsibility to lay hands on you. Praise God. And that's what Jesus was telling those people in the temple. You, 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 you take care of your animals, but you're not taking care of Abraham's seed. And they have a covenant right. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you have a responsibility that you're not fulfilling. He called them hypocrites. I agree with him. It's not that, that day isn't over. The, the people who nitpick while people are trying to help suffering people, are nitpicking over doctrine today instead of laying hands on the sick so God's people can receive what He has provided through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Friend of mine, today, I'm going to come to God when I am sick for healing. And I'm going to bring everyone to God who asks for prayer for healing today. And I'm not going to go any further and trying to figure out everything else. But one thing I know, I remember when a guy was healed, I'm closing, but remember when a guy was healed, he was healed of blindness. And the same hypocrites brought him in and said, by whose authority? Who did this? And by what authority? In other words, they didn't work through our auspices. So uh, by whose authority? and that guy said you know I don't know I don't know all that stuff All I know is this <laughs> I was blind <laughs> and now I see I don't know I don't know what you're supposed to do to qualify to pray for anybody I but I know this man laid hands on me I know this man spoke the word over me I know this man I was blind and this Jesus, <laughs> hallelujah, caused me to see. That's all I know. And you know something? That's all I need to know. I don't know about you. I, I don't want to get down in some kind of doctrinal dogmented argument. I just want to grab hold of what's in his word for me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. So if you call me to pray for you and you're sick, I'm going to believe that God's going to touch you because I can't pray the prayer of faith unless I do. And you can't manifest faith unless you call knowing that you have a right to receive that prayer. And I pray that every minister in the pulpit will see our responsibility to pray the prayer of faith. And I'm going to pray it right now. I was healed of cancer. I stand here today. I believe it because the Word says it. And let it stand alone for my faith to rest on. But I believe it also because I've experienced it in my own life. And I can declare unto you, this word that stands alone, it works when you apply it by faith to your life. Father, I'm reaching out my hand to this audience today. As I stand in my office, I feel your anointing. I know the name of Jesus is mighty, and I know it can't be used lightly. But in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus, with all the reverence that that name deserves and demands, and all of the authority and power that is vested in us, and in that name, I reach forth my hand in His name. You that are sick today, what it may be cancer instead of COVID, it may be something else. Whatever it is, you're a Christian. And you want prayer today and I'm praying for you to be healed today that it might be fulfilled. That was written by the prophet Isaiah. Surely he bore our griefs, carried our sorrows. He bore our infirmities and he carried our pains. And he healed all that were sick to fulfill that prophecy. Oh Father, let your healing flow in the name of Jesus today. Jesus, let your virtue flow. As we do more than touch the hem of your garment, we grab a hold of your word today. (laughs) Hallelujah. Healing flew out of you when she by faith touched the hem of your garment and the issue of blood was dried up. And Father, surely in the name of Jesus, healing is flowing to people who are sick. I rebuke COVID in the name of Jesus in the bodies of your people. And Father, I pray that the people who don't know You and need Your help and Your covering for eternal salvation and for the good and help we need right here and right now that they will not run from You any further or any more but they'll run to You, dear Lord. They'll run to You for safety, eternal safety and they'll run to You for security and safety down here while we are walking through this very dangerous world and this very, very perilous time that we are in. This is the last day. Perilous times are not coming anymore. Perilous times are here and perilous times are now. And I pray that you will pray the sinner's prayer. can be prayed in many myriad different ways but it always ends up the same Lord I repent of my sin I'm sorry for them and I'm looking to you to forgive my sin in the name of Jesus Christ Jesus I thank you for the cross I'm coming to that cross and to the Christ who loved me enough to hang on it that my sins may be forgiven and that I may be pardoned and that God may accept me into His royal family. And I come to you right now in this holy moment. Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And you that were receiving healing. Me mixing your faith with mine, the prayer of faith. I pray that every day now forward, every symptom will begin to disappear. It may be spontaneous, it may be progressive, it doesn't matter. The end result is you will be made whole, and Jesus will get all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory, for it's all in His precious name. Hallelujah. If you've been saved, anyone in our listening audience, through this ministry on the website, if you have come to know Christ as your Savior, there's a place on our website that you can leave a message, you can communicate. We would love to hear from you. What an encouragement it would be to know that God is using this ministry to touch your life. If you have been healed or are being healed, let us know. Communicate with us. It will encourage someone else to trust the Lord. Hallelujah. And come back next Sunday morning for Sunday morning alive in Jesus' name.